Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Hunters, the goddamn only show <laughs> in all of podcast history to say F you to Netflix and the crew. I'm watching a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. Uh, my name is Derek and I am a monster hunter. With me at the table of hunting is Keith. Keith, what's up? Hey, hey, my name is Keith, and I, too, am a monster hunter. And then also at the table, he brought the mashed potatoes because it's Thanksgiving, is Terry. <laughs> yep, that's me. I'm the, uh, not Yuletide. What would be a good description for Thanksgiving? I'm the the thankful Terry. The uh, thankful dude. Terry. Yeah, I am the happy. stuffed Derek, the thankful Terry, <laughs> and the carving Keith. <laughs> yeah. We are the monster hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a monster hunter, and I'm here. Exciting. Exciting. Finally, we're back to watch yet another classic episode. It is a classic episode. Season... They're all classic episodes. Well, I guess at this point, just by definition, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's an antique. Well, yeah, the shit's old, right? <laughs> it's 50 years old. <laughs> it's an antique. Uh, would you call it a good one? No. Mm. Would you call this a good classic? No. Mm. Uh, no. But it's the monsters, right? I, I think, after watching today's episode, I think the monsters are going to find a groove from here on out. Mm, okay. But we'll see. I hope so. We'll see. But before we do that, how are you guys doing? Anything new, exciting uh, on, mm. the, on the horizon? <laughs> the, the behind you horizon? Is, is that well, the past? Is that what you call the behind, behind you? <laughs> behind me. I, I glance behind me every once in a while to make sure there's not like a, you know, Frankenstein's monster leering in my window. Oh, I, yeah. Record, I, I, I thought about that for far too long from the last episode. How just perverted he looked, right? <laughs> and, and and not even a sexual perverted. He was just perverse. He's just like, I'm going to get that turkey and do bad stuff to it. I'm going to eat that turkey. Yeah, it's... Um... No, 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 no. That's hor- that is horrific imagery. You know, sometimes they like to play on those like tropes of horror, like the old school universal horror. Mm-hmm. That was like a something you would see straight out of one of those movies, like just the Frankenstein monster <laughs> leering in. Yeah, he's like making faces. He you don't quite understand why he's making them, but you yeah. know it's not good. I just thought of something we forgot to talk about in the last episode was because they used that same footage again at the part where Herman hears himself doing the voiceover. There is no voiceover the second time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't even bother putting it like, and we're back here again. And you see him like looking well, around. Nope. Now you know why. I, yeah. Well, how I got here. My family yeah. was a bunch of jerks. Uh, oh, boy. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, what were, what were we talking about before? I had a non sequitur that I had to edit mm-hmm. out. This is what was going on. You know, we're all thankful. Oh, um, yeah. You're thankful that there's a Frankenstein monster peering in the window mm-hmm. behind you. Keith, mm-hmm. what are you thankful for? 
Uh, I'm thankful that there is a Frankenstein monster actually peering at me. Oh, you're thankful oh. for the monster peering at you? <laughs> well, it's it's an updated home security system thing that I put in recent, oh. so it's, it's fine. <laughs> Frankenstein, it's like ADF. I don't know what the AD stands for, but the F stands for Frankenstein. Yeah, a, a, yeah. A, instead of the watching. ADT, yeah. Always. always dare Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good military. He's got a good military background, mm-hmm. uh, so it's great. He's out there uh, scaring away uh, anybody who comes by. It, Occasionally, even scaring me and my family away too. Yeah, I would be frightened. Well, I'm telling you what. A lot of our my, flowers are wilted. I will say that. Yeah, so. that's maybe that explains why you, you can't grow anything in your garden. No or flowers. And we had a mirror delivered the other day, and it broke, broke right away. I was very mirror. upset. Yeah. yeah. Was it broken when on arrival, or did you hang it up and then did it break? I know the guys were carrying it in the house right past the, the monster that I hired. Mm-hmm. Uh, for home security, and it looked right at it and broke. Oh, you actually have a monster. I get it now. You have a Frankenstein <laughs> in your house as security. I was no, he's outside, like- he's outside walking around. And he just is peering into oh. the window, which is why I'm fine he just with it. Walks, yeah. see, I in my mind, I pictured like a camera system, and on the other end of the camera, where Frankenstein's watching, <laughs> <laughs> like when you call ADT or ADT calls you. <laughs> It's uh, it's Frankenstein. You're like, hello. It's like, uh, we detected some weird movement in your backyard, and you're like, oh, call the police. Uh, no, no, no. no I hired one. Frankenstein. Yeah. He walks around. Okay. Yeah, uh, I sure like that confidence. Yeah, when you see like a mirror broken in your house, that's when you know the Frankenstein's been doing his job because yeah. he's looking around, he's seeing things. Yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of sucked though because the guys were trying to deliver it. He looked at it while they were delivering it. Never even made it into the house, but they were like, look, that's not on us. That's you. So I had to pay for it and buy a whole new one. Mm. It's very upsetting, but that's... Mm. I just dock mm. his pay a little bit. He'll be fine. So let's crack the spine <laughs> on the Munster Hunter's Almanac. All right. So uh, we did take a, a break from doing, uh, you know, kind of going through the main cast last week. Talk about uh, the, the overall smoking issue that was going on on set. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but we're going to jump back in this week uh, and we're going to talk about Marilyn, uh, but specifically we're going to talk about Beverly Owen really quick. Uh, she was Marilyn. Uh, she was Marilyn for the first season mm-hmm. of uh, the Munsters. So the, the first season of the show does really well. It's nominated uh, at that time for uh, an Emmy Award, things like that. And she's only there in the first 13 episodes. She was so unhappy playing that role. Uh, that says here that Fred Gwynn and Al uh, Lewis they had to convince Universal to release her from her contract mm-hmm. and really? let her go, as opposed to just having her sit there and be absolutely like completely miserable. The the two main guys had to go and like put their foot down about this. Um, so she's only she's only in the and when you go to like IMDb, it's it lists like best known for playing, <laughs> yep, uh, for for playing Marilyn Munster. That is like the the main thing that she's known for. Apparently, like because then she doesn't do anything for a while, and then in 1972 she comes back and plays Dr. Paula McRae for nine months on Another World. So I don't like. It seems like maybe she, like she thought she wanted to be an actress, mm-hmm. um, but then it just after a bit she was like yeah no this isn't for me um 
but if I, I that's the 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 most interesting thing here is that I I really find it odd that she was um like she was a star on a very big hit TV show and she was just like I don't want to be here anymore. I I think if I'm not mistaken I heard this and this could be totally mm-hmm. not correct and I'm just going to parrot what I heard. She she was married and they wanted to have a family. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that would that would make plenty of sense. But I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I like and or or it could just been a terrible work environment, totally smoky. Uh, yeah, you know, who knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. could be bad. Yeah, I hope it wasn't like just horrible on set. Hopefully, like yeah, I don't. Hopefully, it was some other reason. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it probably has to go along more with what uh with what Derek mentioned because if the two you know the two big stars of the show then went to Universal and like hey come on guys you gotta Gotta let her out of this, mm-hmm. uh, and and let her go. She's completely unhappy here. So I I don't think she was unhappy with like who she was working with and stuff. But like I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if that's something that ever happens. Like I can't think of like another time when like somebody on like a really big show was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore, and George just kind of walked Clooney off. On ER. But oh. did he leave because he just like? Didn't like doing it because he was just like, yeah, I got, I'm off to bigger things. Same thing, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. I'm, no, she just went and like stopped acting for a while and went, you know, I guess had family. So like, but she just stopped her overall thing as opposed to like moving on and becoming a massive, huge movie star. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. Her her bigger. It's thing, all relative. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just her, her family, I guess. Oh, if that's the case, yeah. Who knows? That's yeah. interesting though. Yeah, because um, usually doesn't. Happen. Yeah, and then uh so uh she's then she is replaced uh and we can there's there's not a lot of other uh details of like what uh um anything else that Beverly Owen did. Uh but she is then replaced by Pat Priest, who is like looks oh practically identical. Mm. Like it is mm-hmm. like and I'm I'm very so like now we have Twitter and everything. So if somebody if something like this happened today, people would like it, there'd be tons of conversation about it. Back then you really didn't have anything like that. I mean people would talk at home or whatever, but I'd love to have known what it was like to have like when season <laughs> two started. It's huge. Like when season two started and suddenly Beverly Owens not there. Like, what 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 is this? <laughs> like and just suddenly uh you know, having somebody completely new in there, like how how was how would that play off for like people watching at home? But like, did they even notice? Well, what yeah, about when Roseanne like changed Becky's and Sarah Chuck took over? Uh, I'm sure that probably I don't remember that, but I didn't watch a lot of Roseanne, so oh, same thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, ba- yeah, same basic concept, but yeah, I'm just it's I there was no like outlet, I don't think, for people to, like really talk about that that much. Uh, at the time, <laughs> the people of the sixties were were deprived of Twitter. <laughs> well, not, but not even just like Twitter, like any like like. I mean, okay, I guess maybe at like the at the water cooler, you know, the following day, like people yeah. sitting around talking about it. Yeah, maybe they have like oh. a monsters watch party club they go to every week. Oh, when they're down at the parlor, maybe they're talking about the it. Elite of the elite. Uh, but that's all I have. Uh, let me uh, 
Let me close up. Oh, yeah, close up. Ugh. Oh, close you have up. a little book you closed. Holy yeah, I had, cow. I had to close up the almanac. Now I'm going to go on freesound.org and find the sound of a book closing. <laughs> what do you mean? That play. sounded perfect. Hello. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, we'll just get it. Oh. Is that better? Over it. No. Clean take, That's though. all right. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you could also find some good scuba sounds too. No, I don't want to use scuba sound. I need a scuba sound because we've taken the boat out to the depths, the darkest, bluest part of the sea. The deepest. We put on the gear. Deepest. We've fallen in. Scuba. The deepest the part of the monster sea. Monster apparatus. Will I be planting depth charges this time? Will I just be <laughs> casually exploring the deep? I don't know. Um, but we'll just talk about, yeah, this episode, Tin Can Man. Um, it was directed by Earl Bellamy. Um, Earl has 133 acting credits uh, going from 1954 to 1991. He's done a ton of TV. Um, his bio on IMDb actually stated that he's directed more than 1,600 episodes of TV, which that's insane. Um, 1,600? Yeah, <laughs> I, he's it's he's it, according to this, it looks like he's doing like you know, he does like 10, like five to 10 episodes of like uh, so many different, like well known shows. Like the, he did 29 of the Lone Ranger, yeah, he'll stick around um, for a while for a big show. He's shows. got 82 episodes of Bachelor Father, yes, <laughs> I've never even heard sure of that, that show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of episodes, yeah. It, he okay. seems to do a lot of stuff here. There's a show called Pistols and Petticoats. That's weird. He did seven episodes of The Munsters. Um, this is the first one we've seen, though. He had a nickname also, which I thought was kind Ooh. of interesting, on IMDb listed. It was called No Strain. That was his nickname. Um, what was his I guess name I, again? Uh, his name is Earl Bellamy. Earl No Strain Bellamy. Yep, yep. And I guess uh, the reason for that was because this was kind of his motto on set. Um, he always wanted everything to feel really relaxed, no pressure, you know. He wanted his actors to feel super comfortable. Yeah, and uh, eventually he retired from directing, and he became the head of production for Universal Pictures and Television. Wow. Yeah. Holy it's crap. quite the career. Yeah. Yeah. No strain, all the gain, you might say. Hmm. Oh, no strain, all <laughs> the gain. Ed Man. Bellamy. <laughs> you didn't have to dive uh, too deep for that one. Wait, was it Ed Bellamy? What was his name? Uh, <laughs> Earl Bellamy. <laughs> Earl Bellamy. Wasn't Ed um, Bellamy the guy from MTV? No, Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy. That's what yeah. it was. The the teleplay was by Norm Liveman and Ed Haas. Maybe you've heard Again? of them. Again, yeah, we've episodes. heard of these guys. <laughs> so something interesting that the story was by Robert Lewin. Hmm. Um. So yeah, you know we've all heard about Norm and Ed. So blah blah blah. Big names in the monster monsters. Um, yep. You know, they developed episodes. We don't need to go into them too much. But Robert Lewin, he was both a producer and a writer. Um, he had the story by credit for this episode. Uh, and he's, you know, writ- written a few other TV show episodes. He's helped kind of create stories for He's got that credit story by on quite a few other shows. He did some Star Trek, Next Generation, Kung Fu, Mission Impossible. Those are the ones I, at least I recognize. Uh, and he did direct one film. It was called... Third of a Man, back in 1962. And it's one of his earliest credits as well. A third of a Man. A Third of a Man. Yep. Like one one over three? Third? A third mm-hmm. of a Man. Yeah, I think 
that's kind of what it's about. Um, it's one of those movies where there's like not much on it. Mm. Um, but the IMDb synopsis was very weird. Um, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Okay. Okay. Um, Third of a Man, as in general do all movies, offers a peek, be- a peek back at how mental illnesses were misperceived and at times punished through misperceptions. The story offers a redemptive conclusion. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a weird way to you know like to summarize a plot, but also it's like yeah, okay. I was hoping it was about like a torso with a head, <laughs> <laughs> solving crimes maybe. And, uh, it sounded yeah, I don't know. Some it sounded kind of dark. I was like looking for more info on it. I think it's supposed to be yeah, about a guy his brother's like in a mental institution mm. and not treated well. You know, you know the drill. Yeah. But there's a redemptive conclusion, so probably it works out. Yeah, hopefully so. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this one, this episode is kind of weird because there wasn't really any guest stars specifically listed. I don't really even understand. Like, what does what dictates a guest star? Do you guys have any idea? Is it just? I think it's just a big name. A big name, okay. Yeah, or just any anybody. Like, I guess in this case, it's anybody outside of that initial cast. Because okay. because there were two people in this one at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's what I did. I picked just the random two. Even my um, DVD player, like the, the, this guy, have like say who it is on each episode description, and this one is just blank. It said there's no guest stars at all. So kind of weird. I don't know, hmm. but in my opinion, uh, Arch Johnson as Mister Taggart and Dick Simmons as Mister Balding would be the guest yeah, stars. Those are the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Arch Johnson has 144 acting credits on IMDb. Um, and it went from 1953 to 1990. Uh, he'd done a lot of TV. He's even done some stage acting. He was in the original production of West Side Story. Wow. Uh, and he even contributed to its revival in the 80s as well. Um, wow. Yeah. And so, uh, what about a few the, the shows... re- what about the re re revival mm. last year? <laughs> I believe he's dead. Oh, now, yeah. So. <laughs> well, he contributed in spirit. What if he yeah. haunted the set? That'd be great. Oh, you know, I. I I believe it. This guy was dedicated to that show. Um, yep. And he also was, <laughs> he was on Wonder Woman, Kung Fu, uh, Bewitched. He was a few different characters on Bewitched um, and on Bonanza. Same deal. A bunch of different characters, but was on there a few times. Uh, he was on Bat Masterson. Was he really? Oh, boy. Yeah. It's a callback. Mm-hmm. Igor would be pleased to know that. That's the only reason I've, I looked it up. <laughs> Uh, Dick Simmons has 112 acting credits listed. That goes from 1936 to 1971. Was Dick Simmons uh, he the had a lot guy? Of... Yep, he was the guy who played Balding. the principal, yeah. Mr. Balding, yeah. Mm. Was he Balding uh, for real? No. No. Okay. He was also uh, Richard Simmons uh, when, he was, when he played this part. Was he really Dick Simmons as Richard Simmons? Nice. I wonder if he had... A, I like, at what point in time does he have to change it? Because obviously he's a lot older than Richard Simmons. Yeah, and mm, that's a good and even like, like he was born in 1913. Yeah, yeah, I would think like, why didn't Richard Simmons change his name to Dick Simmons? Um, but yeah, Dick Simmons, he's had a lot of smaller parts. Uh, he was in a lot of movies in the 40s, a lot of them uncredited. Uh, and he took a break uh, from acting to serve as a flight officer in World War II. Oh, his with career, Herman. Mm-hmm. yeah, he might have teamed up with Herman himself. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't know. Uh, 
but he he came back to acting, kind of did a lot of the same stuff, uh, smaller role, smaller roles for movies and TV. Um, one notable role though that he was in, he was the star of a show called Sergeant Preston of the Yukon, where he played <laughs> Sergeant Preston. Um, it's about oh, a I thought he played the Yukon. <laughs> no, uh, he patrols the Yukon um, as a Canadian Mountie with his horse Rex and his dog Yukon King, where he fights the elements and criminals. Oh, does he does he fight like a a physical manifestation of the elements, or does he just like snow and rain and stuff? Mm, I like to believe that. Yeah, there's some sort <laughs> he of like an Earth Golem creature in uh, episode <laughs> eight. An elemental of lightning yep. comes down. Yeah, um, there were 78 episodes of the show, so I'm sure they ran out of ideas at some point. And uh, there's an episode called The Criminal Collie. Ooh, evil dog episode. Yeah, oh, I think I found out what we're doing once we get done with the monsters. <laughs> that episode <laughs> the of, of Mountie Man? Whatever the it's whole called. series, 78 episodes. 78 episodes, man, that's a that's run. pretty good. Um, <laughs> and he eventually retired, and he ended up managing a mobile home park, so that's fun. That's wild. Oh. Wow. <laughs> it, it's like such a hard 180. Yeah. Right? I, I was the titular character in a relatively long-running television series. Mm-hmm. Now I collect your rent at the mobile home park. <laughs> yeah, and you got at least one guy in the mobile home park who's like, oh, come on, do the Sergeant Preston for me. Come on, yeah. well, do it. Maybe once. After a while, it probably gets old. Uh, Wikipedia had him his life in like three sections, you know, early life, his career, and then like his ending life. Ending life was like, uh, like two sentences, and like one of the last <laughs> sentences was, before he died, he was managing a mobile home park. I was like, oh, man, cool. wild, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, but yeah, that's all I got. So I guess we can uh, slowly rise our way out for air. What? Well, that was a skooma. I got Take the bins. I got up. them yeah. monster oh, bins. Jeez. We tried to warn you. Yeah, Got I know. Slow. Terry even said to slowly come back, but I can't. I can't come back yeah. slow. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, come I'm back still hard. in the water. I just watched Derek just go rising out. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm like, get out of here, suckers. Peace. And He's then I'm the one yeah. with air bubbles in my blood. <laughs> yeah, I went but, scuba diving one time, and, and like, I wasn't having a problem with it, but like, my wife like almost like rose all the way back up to the top like very fast because. Yeah. She just her thing wasn't working right, so she couldn't get down to the bottom and just started like floating right back up. Floating right back. <laughs> the guy, up, right back the guy up. I had to go and grab her leg and pull her back down. Hmm. Well, oh, wow. I there's no pulling me back down. I'm nope. coming up to the top. I'm gonna have an aneurysm <laughs> of excitement <clears throat> for Tin Can Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Season one, episode oh, wow. seven. IMDb. This is a much more uh, a much more brief, briefer uh, uh, synopsis. The school supervisor wants to expel Eddie from school. So Eddie and Grandpa make a robot for the school science fair. <laughs> oh, it's encapsulated perfectly. This mm-hmm. one gets a 7.7 yes. out of 10 on on IMDb. So it, it doesn't have as high a rating as the last one, which kind of surprises me. Yeah. They've all kind of been in that range, haven't they? Like 7.5 like to like 8, yeah. somewhere in there usually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing like a 10. We're not getting into no. the uh, Breaking Bad territory or Better Call Saul territory. <laughs> We're just yet. the monsters. Yeah. And this episode starts in, with Herman 
and he has stopped. It, it's got a it's got a very interesting camera angle. So new director, new new look. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking down the stairs as Herman comes stomping up with the paper in his hand, and he is po'd. He is upset. He busts in, and Lily's in the bedroom, and Herman busts in, and Eddie is flunked science. Lily oh, can't believe it because Eddie always had it up here pointing at her head, and Herman says, it's about time we gave it to him down here, <laughs> pointing at his butt. <laughs> uh, so okay. Herman, we, we've gone through all the things. He's a, a lovable idiot. Uh, very dumb. Very, very dumb. He's a Blue Lives Matter guy, and he's into spanking kids. <laughs> <laughs> Herman found some letters from the principal in Eddie's room, and he's obvious. <laughs> this is this part. I know this is just like a throwaway dialogue line, but it really tells you how dumb he is. He's obviously been hiding these from us. Well, no shit. You had you found them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what were you doing, Herman? Were you like yeah. snooping through his room to yeah, find these? I don't even know. Yeah, how did you find him? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Lily says we never gave him any reason to be afraid of us, which I think was supposed <laughs> to be a canned laugh. Didn't yeah. get one. The the canned no. laugh man said, I'm not lifting that lid. Uh, <laughs> we make enough other jokes about how people are like be, end up being scared of the monsters or scared of Marilyn uh, yeah. in in a weird fashion. Oh, really? So somebody in your own family is supposed to be scared? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have hit the laugh button either. But this next line did get the laugh because Herman is very concerned and he hasn't been so shocked since the last time he sat in Grandpa's chair, which we've seen as an electric chair. Right. And the, that got the his eyes his eyes crossed for a second, too, at that his, point. Like, his, he, like, very weird look on his overall face. And his eyes crossed when thinking about being uh, shocked in the chair. I, there, there's lots of weird looks in this episode. Last one, too. And there's lots, lots of weird. You can see, like, the cuts. Like, they had somebody for continuity say, well, no, you were staying here. And they cut, and you could see, like, the little choppiness. Or they cut out a piece or whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Herman has a weird look. He's concerned. Lily wants to know what they're going to do. And Herman says they need to go down to school and get to the bottom of this. Because nothing is better than meeting face-to-face. Which is like the, uh oh, that face, the one that breaks mirrors, <laughs> is going to meet a, a human face. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, never goes well. The, ba- the bass drops and we get the banging theme song, oh, as yeah. always. Nothing's changed. Keith, what'd you notice in this time? Oh, n- uh, nothing extra special at this time. Sorry. I've oh, been trying. I, you know, I really kind of wish that they would do something a little bit different. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, they probably only had enough budget to like film it once mm. uh twice at most but yeah i, I kind of would love if there was some little it changed little every small time. thing yeah not yeah. not as like extensive as like a whole ending like the simpsons do but just like one little thing like maybe lily slaps grandpa this time when he goes to do it or uh, when he goes to bite her or or maybe this time eddie tries to bite her i don't know like what? something other than that but it it, it always it, it always amazed me like like this is all like nobody every time somebody sees the monsters they're like freaking out mm-hmm. or that like they're always confused about Marilyn and get this wrong vibe get they're all clearly leaving the house to go do stuff mm-hmm. always <laughs> like they are always clearly interacting with society on a regular basis mm-hmm. but when the episode comes up it's monster 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 uh person who can't understand why like she scares everyone out. Like it's very weird to me uh, that 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 this that that the opening is like this. 
Like you just introduced them like hanging out around the house uh, or even like showed. Um, Cause I think it's like, I think the Adams family one is they just show the like, clips from the show mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as they're introducing people that kind of would have worked a little bit better as opposed to just leaving you to like these like very know. open-ended questions. I always liked when a show didn't show clips and had like a very s- scripted and specific opening. I always thought it was like it, it to me, it felt like they cared more. I like, yeah, I think it's weird because yeah, we, we don't usually get to see like their life beyond the house. Um, but I do, I, I don't know. There's something charming about just seeing each of them like interact with each other. And yeah. you know, the Herman's goofy face every time kind of makes me like, yeah, a little he's bit always so excited so that he's married weird. to Lily. And oh, I, maybe, I maybe if they all came into the, into like the kitchen for breakfast. Well, I guarantee that was that was that was no I'm talking like the, that being like the opening like they all come <laughs> in like oh she kisses him and then that, he does the goofy he does the goofy grin as he sits down and that's like it's very 80s 90s right there like Charles in mm-hmm. charge almost where they all come in and they're yeah and, yeah it's, it's at the dinner table because then you don't get that vibe you don't get that feel that wow these people are out there in the real world all the time why is everyone thrown off by them yeah last episode the guy climbed a tree. So we're here. <laughs> Banger finishes, and we are at the Mockingbird Heights Elementary School. There is a man at the desk. We don't know who he is, uh, and he is standing, and and he and there's another guy standing at the desk. And then so the guy behind the desk goes, "Come on, Taggart, don't you think you're being a little too harsh on the boy?" And this dude stand up. He's kind of got like a a grizzled cop look to him. He's like, Eddie Munster mm-hmm. should be expelled, which I'm like, holy yeah. cow, what did Eddie Munster do? He's just failing science. That's not, <laughs> that's not grounds <laughs> for expulsion. This guy has got it out for Eddie Munster. So Eddie Munster mm-hmm. must've done something, right? His parents haven't even answered those yeah. letters. Yeah. yeah. But the man at the desk is like, it's grammar school, dude. Chill. You yeah. aren't a prison guard anymore. <laughs> this is a grammar school. So they got a prison guard. <laughs> To work there from grammar school, natural progression, yeah. I change in career, totally one hundred percent acceptable. It was just like they had to make the point, like this is a grammar school. You are clearly in prison guard mode, mm-hmm. and he clearly is. He has that gruff, angry voice. He's an intense mm-hmm. man. Yeah. He's in, he's in, he's like the truant officer type guy who goes and he's not even. He's beyond that. He's like a special investigator. Yeah, <laughs> and he he even said. My methods would be better. Would get results. If you would use more of my tactics, you wouldn't yeah. have people like Eddie Munster here. What tactics? Yeah. Like- <laughs> what's this? What's this guy bringing? He's going to waterboard the kids. So, he the, the 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 guy behind the desk, which is the principal, we still don't know his name. He says, "I don't care if your brother is a member of the board of education. I am running the school, not you." So there's a little tension here. And he says, I'm going to turn this perfectly good reason why the Munsters haven't answered my letters. They're letters. Mm-hmm. That's why they haven't answered them. Yeah, Call so the motherfuckers. Pick up yeah. the phone. You got one on your desk. <laughs> Call the Munsters. Mm-hmm. We uh, got two separate calls this evening from our kids' school. It's like an automatic recording thing, but they yeah. called twice today. Just call them. Yeah. And then this dude, the tagger, he says, that's exactly what Dillinger's principal said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. And so I, well, so the principal's like, well, what do you what do you think? Uh, leave it to me. I'll go out there and put a good scare into those monsters, which got no a can more. laugh. Yeah, but they got the can yeah. laugh. 
because he's going to go scare those monsters. And then we cut to Herman. He's still very upset. And they're grilling Eddie. The whole family is. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, why don't you show these notes? And then Eddie says, I guess I didn't want you to know I was failing science, sir. So <laughs> yeah, Eddie, guess. very good boy, very proper, very well stuff. Uh, he didn't want to. He didn't want his parents to know that he's failing because it's embarrassing. I get it. You don't want to let yeah. down your parents. Yeah. yeah, when your grandpa's got a full lab and he obviously built your father. Uh, yeah, like science should be in your blood, kid. Yeah. Then there's like a lot, lots of weird conversation here. Well, he's like, don't you want to follow in your father's tracks? Which uh, I, I yeah. think was supposed to be a funny line, but didn't work for me in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But Herman He's no scientist. Like, yeah. Yeah. Herman says, I'm going to suspend your privileges. And These are like, great. Oh no. No more standing in the closet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh <laughs> shit. Herman is tough. <laughs> Yeah. No more sleeping in Spot's cage. Oh, Uh-oh. man. Which, to me, sounds more exciting than the closet. <laughs> well, standing, in the, standing closet. in the closet. <laughs> you have to go to bed every night while it's still dark. Which always, I find that weird because he goes to human school. That's which the exact is, same yeah. thing I wrote down on. So if which he doesn't like, go to sleep until, like, until it's suddenly daylight... Like, how long is this kid up? He's probably exhausted in school. That's why his grades are <laughs> dropped why off. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I'm like, I get up my daughter for school, and it's still dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eddie's still awake when it's time to go to school. And, but Grandpa is like, slow down, Herman. Grandpa's very <laughs> yeah. concerned. He's like, don't you think you're being too harsh? <laughs> it's a little severe. You're positively inhuman, is what he says. Because you know why he's inhuman? Because oh, he's a Frankenstein monster. monster. Hell yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Herman grills Eddie more about his project. It's like, you should be doing this school project, this science fair. What is the deal? And Eddie's trying to explain that he's building a robot. And Herman's like, no, shut your mouth. <laughs> no more excuses. <laughs> Go get started on this thing right now. And he pounds the mantle and the house falls apart again. So that's more yeah, of Herman's yeah. thing. He smashes stuff. Shit falls from the ceiling. This is becoming a trend. He likes it to is. hit things and things shake. And it's kind of like everybody's like, whoa, that's awkward. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's always awkward. And he yeah. should turn to a mirror and have it break right there. <laughs> because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> So now we cut ahead, and Herman is reading a book called "I Died Laughing." You don't know it's not. You don't know who it's by. You don't know what it's about. But he is, he is cracking up. Yeah. And Lily is standing yeah. next to him, mixing something in a bowl. All right. So I, I actually was like, because they've dropped in like things before that were like, mm-hmm. uh, like the. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. Sure. And for they, they dropped these things in. So I was like, okay, well, let me look up I Died Laughing. Uh as far as as far as a book. Mm-hmm. Uh to see if this is an actual thing. Well, there is a book called that, but it's from 2010. So oh, obviously not the same not one. The same but one. this uh, one is called uh I Died Laughing, Funeral Education with a Light Touch. Oh. Huh. That actually book, plays in here. 
Yeah, the book proves that dying can be a laughing matter, dear Abby. Dear Abby, dear. That's the that's the quote on the thing. So I did think, yes, it it not to get too far, but it does play into this to some extent. And I'm like, wow, that's weird that that's the same title, the same <laughs> yeah. book that he's checking out there. I was I was also equally disappointed though, to find out like I, I couldn't find a book from like 1960 something that was called I Died Laughing. Because I oh. just I thought they were just pulling some kind of like a pop culture thing in at the time. I, I wish it was that people would have been like, "Oh, I know that book. I had it on my shelf." Mm-hmm. Nope. So he's reading. I died laughing, and Herman says, "Well, it's a joke book, right?" And then he says, mm-hmm. "Listen to this one. It'll kill you." And this is this is a point where Lily goes, mm-hmm. "What's well, a little bit late for that?" Because you know yes. why? She's a vampire, and vampires are dead. She's uh, dead canonically in the show. Yeah. Yes. She's mm-hmm. the well, answer some questions. Yeah, she is indeed some sort of undead creature. She's yeah. not a witch unless she's an undead witch. I, I mean, you, you can be a vampire and a witch, right? I mean, oh, to me, point. a witch yeah. seems like a, a profession, and mm-hmm. a vampire yeah. is what you are. <laughs> it's like a right? type of being. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you're a vampire, you could be a vampire and a clerk at 7-Eleven. You'd be a vampire and an accountant. <laughs> That's you'd be point. a vampire a and point. a bus driver. And you could be a vampire mm-hmm. and a witch. Mm-hmm. All right. See, you know what? I that's mean, that's how I think. So maybe she is yeah, a witch. She, she's probably both. Yeah. She's yeah. always messing with that cauldron. She is. And she's always cooking up stuff, which mm-hmm. witches, I imagine, would do. So Herman says a joke. This will kill you. <laughs> he says this joke. And I'm going to apologize in advance because it's terribly sexist. Uh, I just invented something to keep the inside of my car quiet. Beat. Pause. It fits right over her mouth. Uh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lily, not abused. No. She looks at him and doesn't no. crack a smile. She's. I thought. I wish she would have hit him with a spoon or dumped the batter <laughs> on his head. Nothing. Yeah. She I love her reaction him. to the joke. Yeah. And then Herman's. I'm going to tell you another one. Uh, two men are walking. Lily stops him. I'm like, oh, enough of this shit. Uh, why do you read that silly book? She says. And he's like, it's not silly. Besides, it's important nowadays to have a sense of humor. So I guess in the '60s, people weren't laughing enough. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you just got, you know. Laugh more. Have a bunch of celebrities yeah. sing Imagine. Do whatever, right? Just- <laughs> yeah, that'll cheer me up. Yep. Uh, and he he noticed it down, down at the parlor. I'm like, okay, I think this has been Ooh. brought up before, the parlor. That's and clue. at lunch, all the guys are laughing. But when I walk <laughs> over, they stop. Like, whoa, we're looking into Herman's outside the house life. Yes, He's at the fine. parlor. Yeah, barber parlor. We don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but the guys there's and there's multiple guys. Mm-hmm. He's got a crew that works with him. Yeah, yeah. So at the parlor, don't know where it is. And then Liz's like, "Whoa, whoa speaking of work, you're going to be late again." And Herman's like, "You're right. They're starting to call me the late Herman Munster. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because he's because dead. he's a Frankenstein Frankenstein monster. monster. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, he is." Uh, <laughs> So Herman says he has to take two hours off to go talk to the principal. And then, well, where is Eddie? Well, he's Mm -hmm. in the lab working on a science project. Cut to Eddie and Grandpa and Marilyn are Mm -hmm. building a robot out of (laughs) tin cans and an oil drum. Uh, It it, boy, it's interesting. 
it's and made Eddie out of, hopes like beans. Yeah, cans of beans. Cans of beans. Succotash. Very, very succotash. Very peculiar c- collection of cans. <laughs> yes. So Eddie hopes it will help with the science fair, and Marilyn's like, "Well, I'm sure it will." And Marilyn's very supportive. I like Marilyn a lot. She's just like, yeah. she's she's in almost every scene. Being, she's like rah rah rahing or helping out, and I like that. And, except and, except for when like Herman needs somebody to back him up, say he's not too fat, then yep. she got all quiet. <laughs> but like, you know. ah, well, uh, Uncle Herman, you're a lard. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Marilyn is sure that oh, this will help Eddie for sure. And he's like, uh, Eddie's very humble. He's a very polite young man. He's very respectful to his parents. So I didn't want you to know I was, I was failing, sir. And now he's like, well, I don't know if this will count because grand, grandpa helped him. Grandpa's like, well, no, nah, I was just supervising. Eddie has a naturally mechanical mind, which I don't know what that means. Like <laughs> where it was, I think it got a snicker from the can. Um, it's like, all right, cool. So now, oh, I wrote this and I put, a, I put an exclamation point at, at the end. Herman's at work. Yes. He's mm-hmm. surrounded by flowers. And yes. uh, so I'm like, oh, he works at like a funeral home. That's right. See, I thought I thought it was a flower shop at first. I was like, this is the weirdest thing. Why is he working here? But then yeah. there's some clues at towards the end of the scene. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is not a flower shop. <laughs> but he, he's on the phone. He's surrounded by flowers, most mm-hmm. mostly lilies. Uh he says he can't get away, but you don't know who he's talking to. He's just on the phone. It's like, I can't get away. We're just too busy. <sighs> People are dying to get in here. <laughs> <clears throat> this had the still hadn't crossed my mind that this was a yeah, funeral parlor. Yeah, yeah that's, like, but that's like one of the oldest funeral parlor <laughs> jokes in the world. <laughs> and then we cut to Marilyn. We're like, okay, he's talking to Marilyn. Marilyn asks if she should cancel the appointment. Herman's like, oh, no. We gotta. We don't want to look unreliable. I, we already haven't answered these letters. We have to go to this meeting. Mm-hmm. Ask Lily to go. Well, Lily's at the dentist getting her teeth filed. So <laughs> we know mm-hmm. Lily does all sorts of shit. She buys cars. She gets her teeth filed. No yeah. problem. Uh, Herman. Uh, an Herman, invisible man drives her to most of those. Appointments. Yeah, got all sorts of shit going on. So she says that Grandpa can go. Herman's like, well, Grandpa never goes out in the daytime. Because he's a vampire, but Lily goes out in the daytime, no problem. Mm-hmm. And as we'll see, Grandpa goes out in the daytime, no problem as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lily's a daywalker. Yeah, Marilyn says, <laughs> "Well, I'll go." You know, you got Blade getting her teeth sharpened. Grandpa stays <laughs> inside. I'll I'll go take care of it. Herman's like, "What? Oh, I couldn't ask. Oh, you're so great." Thank you so much. I have to get off the phone because a funeral is starting. <laughs> he doesn't say funeral. It's like, remember remember in the car episode where they didn't say hearse? Yeah. They don't say man. funeral. They just call mm-hmm. the parlor. Yeah. Right? They just but, show flowers. But this People are Oregon dying to get in here. To what, was, like, a, was a funeral uh, home referred to as a parlor a lot more in the, in, in maybe, the 60s? Maybe. Yeah, I, I think it might probably, be. Probably, yeah. But then there's like funeral music playing in the background. It's mm-hmm. like they're getting started. And then Marilyn has the line of the episode, I think. And she goes, well, that's okay, Uncle Herman. We all have to go sometime. And then I, <laughs> I, I appreciated that. that line. That's and cool. then so Herman hangs up, smells a flower, which is a lily. 
and then goes. That's it. I don't know why they had him smell the flower. It's like, it's <laughs> oh, like he's very like he smells it, and then he smell, and then he kind of like, mm. ooh, like I don't just lily smell like lilies. I don't know. I don't know. So then we get Marilyn and Eddie at school. They're walking down the hall. The bell rings, and Marilyn tells Eddie to run along because she's going to talk to the principal, Harold Balding. And then we finally mm. learn his name. And he's like, oh, he's kind of scary. And Marilyn smiles, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She knocks on the door, and you're coming, please. Cut to the monster house, and the hard-ass <laughs> Taggart is there, and he's opening yep. up the front door. By himself, mm. I guess. I don't know. And the, but then grandpa cat. comes stumbling like around. What's yeah, that? It's like it, they, they kind of like flip flop your expectations. It's a cool mm-hmm. transition between scenes, I think. That, so, was, that was good. This is a new director and it, it did some new things new camera angles, that little switch. I like that. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. in, Munster House opening. Oh, if they would have cut to inside the Munster House and the door opening, right, to show Tagger, that would have been yeah. good. So. The door's opening. Grandpa comes around and greets him. It's like, are you Eddie's father? No, I'm his grandfather. Blah, blah. So the man comes and he says he's Taggart, juvenile investigator for the Board of Education. <laughs> Don't know what that means, but it sounds official, right? It does. And he's come to check up on Eddie Munster. Pause. A little beat here. Environment-wise. So... <laughs> Got to come check out this house. The house in shambles, always. Oh, it's trashed. A dump. I think yeah. dirt everywhere. And because Grandpa's like, oh, they're out, but I'll I'll show you around. Mm-hmm. And then Taggart's walking through all the cobwebs made out of asbestos. Uh, <laughs> just just the look of death all over the place. <laughs> yep. All my life, I've never seen a house in this condition. And I knew what was coming next. Because oh, Grandpa yeah. goes, oh, thank you. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> very cordial about it. Mm-hmm. And what it's hard to believe my daughter does this all by herself. That actually mm-hmm. is. I'm amazed that she actually does. I, didn't, I thought that was like its natural state. But the fact that she has to set up everything like that, yeah. that is and actually we, impressive. That was in another episode because Herman's like, I got to go out and scare up rent every day. And she's like, she has to take care of the house. So I wonder if she has like a reverse vacuum. You know, that just blows shit out of it. Yeah, it just (laughs) shoots dust and, Mm -hmm. I don't know, spider webs and stuff. Yeah. Well, like, especially back in episode one, you know, when uh, the babysitter, she takes a nap and she wakes up and she's like coated in webs. So there must be like a spider, like a very large spider someplace in the house also that is continuing to spin (laughs) these out as well. Well, there's also, we know there's a very large mouse in the house somewhere. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. This very weird exchange comes up, right? Grandpa has to feed the clock because the clock makes noises. Chow time. Yeah, the raven makes noise. (laughs) He goes to feed the clock. And then he feeds piranhas, like a cow's leg, maybe. But hold on. He also, we see him and he's feeding feeding the the raven. Mm -hmm. And he goes, do you need more? Never more. Never more. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah. And then he feeds the piranhas. He puts the cow legs in there and then just bubble. <laughs> he pulls out the skeletonized cow bone. There is no fish in that tank. No. I backed it up and looked again. <laughs> There's no fish there. Not a piranha or not a goldfish either. Which is what he says. Grandpa it's, says like, it's, it's, yes. it's hungry for a goldfish. And then we cut I'm back to Marilyn and the principal. Very cozy, might I add. 
I mm, ve- yes. oh very uh cozy. Yes. The principal is all up on Marilyn. Yeah, he is a fan of hers. Yeah. And he, yes, he is. And Marilyn explains it all to the principal. You know, it's like, oh, you know, he's got it blah blah by doing this. And he's then she's then she mentions he's been doing poorly because in science because she's been spending so much time working on this robot. This robot for the science fair. Right? Mm-hmm. And then Ooh, we cut to Taggart and Grandpa in Grandpa's dungeon, and he's proud. And he asks him what he thinks of this robot. What do you think? <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, I'm not on the robot, just of the dungeon. He's like, I do some of my experiments down here. Oh, yes. He's like, what are these restraining straps for? <laughs> well, some of my experiments don't like it. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, that's grim dark yeah <laughs> yes i like the line actually that. Yeah. yeah so now grandpa shows taggart the robot it's like check this <laughs> thing out taggart is not impressed at all he's like oh it, 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 look at this it's just like succotash cans and bean cans and oil cans grandpa's like well I'll turn on taggart does not care he does not care about the fact that this thing robot like if i were at least taggart i'd be mildly curious as to what will happen when grandpa turns it on right don't you think mm-hmm. you're supposed to investigate you should, yeah part of it yeah but, but, his mind was made up before he got there he didn't even yeah. he was trying to investigate oh, but this that's is true. the 60s and this guy says he built a robot and he shows it to you this isn't like <laughs> he doesn't have it isn't the 80s and he's got that little robot from the nintendo and it's not <laughs> and it's not osmo or it's not it's not even uh, a Will Smith, right? Wasn't he a robot? Or nah, it doesn't I robot? Is that what you're thinking of? Nah, I don't know. I mean, Ta- Taggart's basically there. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Taggart's going to like plant some evidence there of some sort. To yeah, incriminate Ta- Eddie. He's, well, he's Taggart a dirty hates cop. Eddie. We've already yeah. gotten to this. This is like episode one when the dailies hated the monsters, even though they didn't interact with them. Mm-hmm. This guy hates Eddie Munster simply because he's failing science. Which is a very normal thing to have happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so Taggart sees this robot, unimpressed, doesn't care if it works. And he says, any child from an environment like this one doesn't have any place in our school system. And I'm just like, man, this guy is an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> just he is straight up. He's so brutal for, yeah, like teaching like elementary school kids. <laughs> yeah. An environment like this, a loving grandfather, at least. A dirty house. Yeah. Yes, lots of people have dirty houses. The grandpa's been nothing but nice. He's weird. Yeah. But he's even grandpa's nice. like, even after meeting me and seeing him, you're kicking him out of school. Seeing him <laughs> being the robot. Uh, Taggart's like, hell yeah, your robot sucks. So grandpa goes, sick him. He turns on the robot, and then the robot goes after him. I'm like, yeah. wow, this was in the bag the whole time. He, he could have set that robot to do whatever. Mm. So I love Taggart, this, this grandpa. Thing Taggart works. punches the robot, which is, yeah. I thought, the crazy part. Right in the gut, right? And it does nothing. Mm. It just hurts his hand. Somebody somebody turns on grandpa. Grandpa is willing to kill. And the moment <laughs> no. So he tries to kill that man when he turns into a dog form. Yeah, that's yes. what I was about to say. Like, he doesn't like this guy. Well, he can turn into a bat. He can turn into a dog. Uh, he can turn into chopped liver. No, let's turn the robot on this He's time. Sick of him, yeah. But we've established that Grandpa is a vampire who is 
very good at inventing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he invented the, mm-hmm. the enlarging ray or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's he, right. Invisible ink. And then now this one. Right? So he made a robot with Eddie that can kill. Yep. He's like, get him. <laughs> and then so Taggart punches. No good. Runs. Gets caught in some cobwebs. Okay. Uh, the front now, porch fights back and hits him. Now he's running through those cobwebs of a of a path that he just walked through. Also, yes. so, so that's that why goes, I keep thinking that it's that there's got to be a spider that is living there someplace in the house, replacing these things. Like they're all spider they're webs. Yeah, out. yeah. He just mm-hmm. the spider puts them back. I did like that the front porch like hit him as he ran <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the front the house is fighting back, which has happened in the past. I like that. Uh, so now we're back. Marilyn and the principal getting super cozy still. And the principal's like, well, after meeting you, I, f- I, I, f- I feel, yeah, Mr. Tiger, he may have been a little hasty, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, no, nobody that has you in the family can be bad because, yeah. uh, let's do it. Uh, they are like I, really close I found together. It, right? Yes. Like, I yes. found it very creepy. They're yeah, like staring the in their, each other's eyes. I feel all like up on Marilyn. Really creepy, yeah. And and then and then she's like, "Oh, my my aunt and uncle will be so glad to hear you giving Eddie a second chance." And he says, "Any boy interested in science enough to build a robot deserves a second chance. <laughs> I want that gentleman on my tombstone." <laughs> <laughs> so maybe people will be like think, "Oh, he's coming back from the dead." I won't be. Uh, so Mr. Balding <laughs> reminds Marilyn to have Eddie bring his robot to the science fair tonight because they're doing an exposition or whatever. Uh, and he is excited to meet the monsters face to face, just like Herman said at the top. Got to meet face to face. Make this count. So Taggart returns and he looks like those two like sewer workers or the two utility workers. Uh, they're he's beat up. Dirty, hat on half, way off his head. Uh, and Balding says, good grief, Taggart. Don't tell me you've become a beatnik at your age. <laughs> so <laughs> beatniks were dirty, apparently. And he's like, I just came from the mustard, so lucky I escaped with my life. Any boy from that background has got to be a delinquent. His grandfather looks like a fat Jack the Ripper. <laughs> so mean. I know. Does that mean does that mean Jack the Ripper was a skinny penguin? I guess. Oh, yeah. But who knows who Jack the Ripper looked like, right? <laughs> Just assume it's grandpa. Yeah, I could see it, honestly. But then Balding's like, Taggart, this isn't a reform school. We can't expel yes. every student you don't like. It'd just be you and the janitor, which I enjoyed. I thought that was funny. <laughs> And then Taggart's like, nah, this Eddie Munster, he's different, man. This kid fails science, and he lives in a dirty house. He, he's up to no good. Uh, and But Balding's like, my, his, his cousin convinced me to give Eddie a second chance. Herman's coming home. He walks up to his house reading this book. He's laughing. Mm-hmm. He runs into the front door because he can't look. And yes. Grandpa, oh, and he walks in, and Grandpa's working on the robot, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he says, say, ah, and Herman goes, oh, yeah, oh, he's trying to put oil in his mouth. Yeah. yeah. But then Herman freaks out and mistakes the robot for company. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so because 
Herman's dumb as hell. And yeah. Grandpa is like, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't tell me you had a guest, which makes me think that, like, he thought they were intimate. <laughs> right? Because Herbert really freaks out like he walked in on them doing something. <laughs> oh, I hope that's what he thought. That's amazing. <laughs> right? That's what it felt like. Herman's like, whoa, sorry, Grandpa. I didn't Wait. know you were going to bone this robot. Grandpa <laughs> made a bot for something. Hmm. Yeah. This was some but, Eddie's after all. <laughs> yep. But then... So the robot shakes Herman's hand and it's like, it's positively amazing. If his head was a little bit flatter, he'd look absolutely human. You know why? Because Herman is a flat head because he's a Frankenstein's monster. That's right. But... I don't know. Uh, by the way, back when back when they're at the principal's office, doesn't Taggart say something about a flathead being the sign of a criminal or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think mean, that's coming up. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yep, that's in, that's next, right? He mm, look absolutely sorry. human. Then we cut to Taggart. He's pacing in Balding's office still, and he's like, "I've seen that robot. It's only a hunk of junk, but it's a menace to society. <laughs> it's got a flat head." <laughs> And that's the sure sign of a criminal type. That's right. That's right. To be fair, that robot did try to kill him. So, yeah, you know, I can't him blame that. him for that. But he he was provoked. He provoked mm-hmm. the robot. Yeah. Bal- yeah. Balding's like, listen, I'm going to see for myself tonight. And Taggart, if you're lying, it's your job. Mm. <laughs> and then Taggart's like, well, hey, my brother is on the Board of Education. And he says, I don't care if he's the governor. <laughs> this Balding's taking no shit. Yeah. And so Taggart leaves. Is it just does the music get like super intense? It does. The, the I don't care if your father's the governor's like boom, boom, boom. Uh, yep. That was intense. Like the, the tone felt very serious all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, well, the the principal. He's like, I look. I'm I meant Marilyn. I don't care yeah. if he's the governor. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. I have a chance. I may be a married <laughs> man, but this. I, I told her I'd get Eddie back into school. Mm-hmm. The good things are going to happen for me. So Taggart leaves the office and then he stops and he ponders and he says aloud that his only job security is making sure that robot doesn't work. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's like, oh man, that robot's a good junk, but I've seen it. It works. I got to stop that robot. And then he wishes he stayed a prison guard because he, there's a better class of people. Like, what an <laughs> asshole, right? This kid has a chance horrible. to like help shape kids' lives, and he hates kids. So yeah. whatever. So then we get the second sighting ever of the Munster Mobile. What's yeah. it called? Uh, the Munster Coach. The Munster Coach pulls up at the school. Herman is driving, and Lily is upset because they're late. They've already started, and the reason they're late. It's because Herman was reading that stupid fucking joke book. <laughs> you can't stop reading in the middle of a joke, Derek. Yeah. Like, you should like, know that. Stop reading in the middle of a joke. <laughs> uh, this this whole joke book has been very vague as to why this is happening. Like so far in this episode, I've been watching this joke book keeps coming up. I'm like, so is this like some sort of weird B plot that doesn't make <laughs> any sense? Because there's been really no. It's been setting up. I feel like, but no payoff. For a very long time. Yes. I feel like he was reading it so that he could like get better in conversation and tell jokes with the guys down at the, at the park. Oh, he does he say did. that. That's true. Yeah. He just wants to talk to the whole crew at the funeral home. Like, how yeah. many people work at a funeral home? I've been to a handful of funerals in my time, and there's like two. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. I don't think as many. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It would have been nice if you'd like try jokes out in like casual conversation, maybe or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't uh, get any of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they pull up. Grandpa's like, "You go park the car. We'll go inside with the robot." And Herman's like, "Okay." So it's a good way to separate, so nobody sees Herman. Right? We can't have Herman be seen by anyone. So Taggart runs up and he sees them uh, through the window, and he's like, "I'm going to fix this right now." So Taggart goes out, he apologizes. I'm sorry about before. And he's walking around the robot. And he realized, oh, I'm sorry. I realized that he must come from a very unusual family, which, of course, gets another thank you because (laughs) they're weird, right? Mm -hmm. And they they like being weird. But Taggart walks around the robot, happens to find a giant opening on the robot. It's like a (laughs) trap door. It's like a door that opens up. Yep. And then he throws a wrench inside, right? It's, it's like a, a half a step wrench. wrench. Throws it in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was something wrong with if my TV did something weird or if I just zoned out for a quick second or something. Possible. I don't remember seeing this. Oh, yeah. Taggart, Taggart walks mm-hmm. around. He's like, I apologize. The usual family walks around inspecting the robot. And there's like a hatch on the back of the robot. He opens it up, throws a wrench inside. Nobody sees this happen. Closes the hatch, comes walking around, and they're like, well, won't you stay for the science fair? And he's like, no, 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 no. I got to go. I'm going to go over Eddie's records to make sure he's got, he gets what's coming to him. Very ominous. That is, but yeah, nobody's the family pleased. They're like, oh, that Mr. Taggart, he can't be that bad. And he yes. turns on the robot, which up at this point, got there somehow i assume walked but i guess not and it makes noise and it starts to smoke because that's what the monsters do they make things smoke and grandpa says it's the first time you see the robot with indigestion um that's two <laughs> episodes in a row with indigestion jokes maybe that's like a gonna be a new grandpa trope he just talks about <laughs> yeah. indigestion every episode indigestion <laughs> plop plop fizz fizz <laughs> or what relief it is Inside is the science fair, and there's a little girl just finished reading an essay uh, on what Einstein's theory of relativity means to me. And she was like maybe seven, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the funny. Oh, she's a little. That's funny. And it's a girl. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> which is a theme of this episode. Then we cut to the monsters. They're backstage. The robot still isn't working, and he thinks it's the carburetor. And Grandpa's only answer is uh, an emergency carburetorectomy is coming up. Hmm. So Herman and Grandpa carry the robot off. Then we go back to the kid on stage with his invention of electric chopsticks. And I wanted to see these things do something. Yes. Yes. He came out with giant chopsticks that are electric. And what do they do? We'll never know. Because in the back room, there's this creepy looking head. (laughs) It's all I can ever written here. What Jesus, incredible! Like, who cares about anything else going on in yep. the scene? Doesn't matter, even though it's super weird. What is the mascot of the Mockingbird or the, <laughs> the, the whatever the name of the school was? What is their mascot? That's the only thing because it looks like a giant mascot head. It is creepy as hell. Can anyone? I have I have a very specific way in which I I would describe it. Can anyone else want to describe it? I'll I'll let, I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. Okay. So imagine the basket, the video game NBA Jam had mm-hmm. an unlockable character of Marilyn Monroe. 
and then you enabled big head mode. <laughs> and then in the middle of the game, your Marilyn Monroe character died at center court. People came, hauled the corpse off, and then made a death mask of them. <laughs> that is what is in the room. Yes, that is. I could not have explained that any better. <laughs> it is a like, giant Marilyn Monroe-ish looking head with a gaping mouth. It is so weird. It it's so there. weird that that when we were discussing, like when we were messaging back and forth earlier, and Terry, you said you hadn't watched the episodes yet. Yet, I sent Derek a separate picture, going like, "I'm not spoiling this for Terry, <laughs> but what the hell is going on with with this head? I don't know. <laughs> it's the only thing I could see. The only thing. It's this giant head in the background. It's on a shelf, um, which is insanely distracting when there is something else very weird going on. Oh yeah, and you are just constantly looking back at the shelf because I kind of thought maybe the, it would eventually do something. <laughs> It was very specifically placed, right? It was there. It was in the center of every shot. What was it? I don't know. Uh, it was so weird. So weird. But it, there it is on the shelf. Uh, and Grandpa, he's, he, he didn't notice it. He's able to do what he has to do. He's got a stethoscope on. He's shaking his head. Oh, no. Uh, Herman's impatient and says Eddie's going to be called out soon. Grandpa says, I don't, I didn't interfere when you were being put together, but you know why? Because he's a he's Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster. monster. Mm, yeah. That's why. Yeah. And Grandpa, Eddie, and Marilyn are doing surgery on the robot. They've masked <laughs> up, they've, they've scrubbed up, they got gloves. Grandpa, can opener, can opener, can opener, can opener. Pliers, 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 pliers. Herman looks distressed. Grandpa peels open the robot and goo pours oh, out. Oh, God, that was kind of disturbing. It I was just like, like white goo. And Herman faints. Yeah. All right. Fainting spell. That's why he's done two episodes in a row now. He always faints when he sees oil. Yeah. Don't you, Derek? Like he's squeamish. He always faints when he has sight of oil. And Grandpa looks at the clock. And I thought that was going to be something. Because he looked at the clock. And then I don't know if any time passed. And they come back. Yeah, about an hour. About an hour. An hour. Oh shit! I must have zoned out on that. I, I I rewound it like three times, and I was watching it because I was like, at first I was like, I saw it do like you know the thing we see it and like you know, it just kind of slowly fast forward. You see what the new time is, and at first I was like, did they just do that for five minutes? Mm. But no, I I went back and looked. I'm like, I think they just moved that a full hour ahead. Well, that's wild. That's a long yeah. time. How long? Is Which especially when they're like, we have to hurry up because Eddie's going to be on soon. Yeah, mm. and then a whole hour pass. I mean, and we still couldn't see the Chinese chopsticks. It's been an hour. Nope. <laughs> so, hour, rivet, rivet. Then you hear applause in the background. Lily opens the door and sees the principal calling out the last exhibit of the night. Finally, a robot built by young Eddie Munster. Marilyn says someone will have to go out and stall like they do in those old Don Amici movies. Great. <laughs> uh, who cares? <laughs> Herman wakes up and it's like, is it over? Every and then everyone agrees that this is the idiot we'll send out there to stall. Yeah, this is the guy you'd want. Right? He serves yeah. well, no now purpose. We get, now we get we get the whole payoff though of he's yeah. reading a joke book for the entire episode. So principal is out calling for the robot. Where's the robot? I don't know. But Herman doesn't know how to stall them. He gets stage fright. 
the lady's like, well, tell jokes from your joke book. Grandpa says, it's your big break, Hollywood, the palace. Herman agrees to go out, but he's not doing it for the fame or the fortune or even be the life of the party. He's doing it for Eddie. And he pats Eddie on the head with his unhairy hand. I wrote that down. Yep. Because, no hair this uh, time. No hair on that hand. Mm-mm. So, and then he comes on the stage and the principal's like, here it is now. Everyone <laughs> thinks that Herman's the robot. Herman walks out and everyone gasps. <gasps> and then Herman says, I've been asked to come out and entertain you. And everyone <laughs>, laughs and applause. <laughs> oh, they're clapping and laughing. And then this guy goes, amazing. It looks almost alive. And then why can't our Sydney hold, build something like that? He's 16 years old, 16 years old and can barely wave bye-bye. <laughs> Man. He's very bad. judging in this yeah. show. Yeah. And then Herman says this, and then maybe laugh. Uh, it's my first time uh, doing a public appearance, so you'll have to bear with me if I don't function so well. And which would be what a robot would say, making its first appearance. Everyone cheers. Wild. They're very. They're all in on Herman because they think mm-hmm. he's a robot. Mm-hmm. And then we cut. And then Herman's telling Herman's telling a story about Abraham Lincoln. Okay, this was so confusing. I tried to write this down, and it was like mind-boggling. Whatever he, was I gave to up. Say. I couldn't understand what he. Yeah, is that even a joke? But I the people laughed. So yeah. like, how they're laughing uh, at this Abraham Lincoln story. Abraham Lincoln said, "If I was taken out on a train, it'd be more honorable than walking, or something like yeah, weird. Somehow be ridden out on a rail. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, okay. like he doesn't." Abraham, Le- I only wrote the first part down. Abraham Lincoln was asked if he found appearing in public ceremonies annoying, and then somehow, yeah, it goes into the riding the rail and how it's more convenient or something. I don't yep. know. But people loved it. The crowd, they, oh wild. man, they did. So we cut back to Grandpa, and he finds the wrench, and they all know immediately it was Taggart. Taggart. Yeah, and so Taggart. this again, this threw me off because I missed Taggart throwing the thing in there. I'm like, I was like, when did he get a chance? I saw him walk up say something and then walk away i'm like when did he get a chance to put something in there very confusing for me at that point yeah but i was like i it's the monsters no problem yeah (laughs) herman is retelling that sexist joke from before and (laughs) the crowd erupts even the women are laughing at this everyone's laughing at this joke well it's a robot told it it can't be sexist robots don't have gender (laughs) so they're all laughing and then so herman He's feeling it, man. He's like, oh, yeah. So he goes back at stage and he grabs a cane that for some reason is right on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes back out there. And we cut back he makes Graham. sure he can balance it on his hand before yep. he takes it out there, too. Yeah. It's like, well, this 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 cane is sturdy and true. He goes out to, to dance or whatever. And then we cut back to Grandpa and the rest of the family. They're finishing up on the robot. Uh, Grandpa says, that's all we can do now. It's up to the big mechanic in the sky, which mm. <laughs> which was to me to me was kind of amusing. I was like, all right. OK, it's in God. Uh, Jesus, take the wheel. We got a robot. Robot. Jesus is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we come back to Herman. He man, he's on stage. He's dancing. He's telling jokes. <laughs> a piano's playing. Yeah. I don't know where the piano came from. Uh, the crowd is eating it up, and Herman is very pleased with himself. I do like this. I love that Herman suddenly is very into performing. For oh people. man, he's he's putting on the Ritz, man. His his next joke is uh, 
who's the man with the biggest hat? The man with the, the biggest man with head. The biggest head. <laughs> yep. What what joke book is going on here? This that's not even. <laughs> this sounds funny. like a joke book I bought like in fifth grade at like mm-hmm. the uh, like yeah. book fair. I bought it randomly and it had like stupid jokes like that. Like knock knock, who's there? Lettuce, lettuce, who? Lettuce in this cold outside. Mm-hmm. That's that caliber of joke right there. Yeah, that's that's a higher caliber joke than that one. <laughs> Uh, well, at least the man with yeah. the biggest head is mildly clever. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, but then Grandpa and the family—they're backstage and they're going to bring the robot out now. Uh, but they got to get Herman off stage first. <laughs> so Herman's on stage and he does this amazing, like Rockettes kick thing. To go yes. <laughs> he ran back and got a very large hat. Also, yeah, then went back out to do. That. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He got the hat. And he's and he's doing the like the. The Michigan J Frog dance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> and he comes back off stage. And people, man, they are going bonkers, man. They're hooting and hollering. They love Herman because he's a robot. Yeah. The family's backstage and grandpa tells Herman, you, you gotta stop. And Herman's like, Whoa, I can't. They're eating out of my hand. It literally reminds him it's about Eddie. It's his night. Herman concedes and he says it's just he's just being a big ham. The crowd is out there cheering and screaming for more, and they're it's for you, Eddie. It's all for you. Uh he tells Eddie to take the robot out there and kill him. And Lily's like, Whoa, don't kill him for real, because <laughs> this robot is a killer. <laughs> Herman's like this. Killer. It's showbiz, Lily. You wouldn't understand, sort of thing. <laughs> Herman's an expert <laughs> at this point. Yep. <laughs> Her- Herman, like that applause went to his head big time. And <laughs> yeah. I liked that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. So Eddie starts up the robot and it walks out there and it blows up and it starts to walk out there and it blows up and it crumbles into pieces. And, like it just turns into a pile of rubble instantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what to do. Herman says he'll go out and explain it. And he's like, no, this is my job. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, responsible young man. And he goes yes. out on stage. No, no, I'm, I've got two minutes left on my allotted time that the union says I can actually come out here yep. and act. So yeah. let me get in. Listen, I got three lines. Let me do them. So Eddie goes out on stage. And he tells the principal the robot exploded backstage. And the crowd is bummed. They're like, no, he's been <laughs> killing it. And he just blew up. That sucks. Well, the principal says Eddie should still win the special prize. And then Eddie... It says he doesn't deserve, but Eddie doesn't speak out loud after that. No, he just whispers yeah. into the principal's ear after this from now on. Uh, and the principal's like, well, Eddie doesn't think he deserves it because his grandfather helped. But the principal says honesty should be rewarded. That Eddie is the kind of boy they're proud to have in their school. And everyone <laughs> applauds because they think Herman was a robot and not a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> So Lily says that she thinks our Eddie just became a man. And here's the line. (laughs) Grandpa goes, and he didn't have to do it the hard way. (laughs) Or he did it the the hard way. Not like you, Harmon. So like, man, I don't understand what they think becoming a man is. But he he did it the hard way. Well, Herman did have to become a man the hard way. You know why? Because he's a Frankenstein. Because he's a Frankenstein's monster. I actually thought this was actually one of the more clever. Like you, Herman. Yes. Like you, Herman was a little like. Yes, we get that. Yes. So then we're getting to the wrap up. 
Lily and Marilyn are on the couch again, knitting or whatever. And Herman comes in. Where's Eddie? And where's my joke book? <laughs> Those are the two <laughs> things he's really concerned about. Uh, and Lily's like, I haven't seen it. And Eddie's in the basement working on a new project with Grandpa. Another new one. It's amazing how that boy's marks have improved. He's liable to turn out just like me. Herman is very <laughs> pleased with himself. And then, the, then the, somehow they know that Taggart got sent back to the prison service. Mm-hmm. And then Herman's like, it's men like him that give prisons a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> Which could have been the end of the episode right there. But no. We go to Eddie and Grandpa and Robot in the basement. Eddie's reading Robot jokes. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. <laughs> Why do firemen wear suspenders? They hold their pants up. Grandpa <laughs> is stoked. This stoked. Is He's like, we're going to be rich. Vaudeville's <laughs> dead, but we're going to bring it back to life. And then the robot goes, yuck, 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 yuck. And then ding. And then credits. <laughs> I want that robot to come back for the next episode. Oh man, I hope the robot. I want it to come, come back, back a lot. Yeah, yeah, like like it's helping Lily out around the house eventually. Mm-hmm. Anything. Yeah. Anything to make this show interesting. Uh, <laughs> so that was season one, episode seven, the Tin Can Man. What'd you guys think? Uh, that more. I I like that this one expanded out a little bit more because we saw them uh, at Eddie's school. Uh, Herman's got a job. We see he's at, you know, he actually is even at the place working. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know if it was a holdover from the previous episode with the whole diet thing that Lily didn't like, but she seemed awfully pissed at Herman most of the episode. Um, oh, I think it's that, that yeah. joke book. Yeah, that well, that wasn't helping thing. No. Uh, but yeah, so I, I like that they took us out of the house for a while. Yeah. And the small time that you do spend in the house, I mean, we get to see, uh, you know, there's a, now there's a fish and they have to feed the <laughs> yeah. clock. Exciting, exciting times. What'd you think, Terry? I, I like this one a little, little better than the last one for sure. I think it was mm-hmm. pretty good. The, uh, the ending is where it kind of all came together. I really just loved Herman doing dances and really showboating for the yeah. crowd. Um, that, that was a really great bit. And yeah, like Keith said, the lore, we finally are learning more about Herman's life outside of his home and stuff yeah. like that. Very intriguing. Um, Herman's job at the parlor. Very interesting. But Herman mm-hmm. really leaning into the performing thing. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I thought that yes. was fun. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah, that was a great moment. Um, and, even like the weird jokes you were saying, like even the Abraham Lincoln one was like mind boggling. Like my brain couldn't even <laughs> process like the words he was putting together, but it almost had its own charm that it was like such a bad joke. Yeah. Of course the crowd would love it. Cause it's a robot telling jokes, you know, like, Oh, this is amazing. Like, hell yeah. Um, hey, also props to Herman. He's memorized that entire book apparently too. Cause he is yes. just spouting off every joke in there. I wonder yep. if that first one was maybe one that he like thought he came up with himself and it was kind of a bomb, but he just, you know, <laughs> He's like, I don't know, yeah. uh, but a little that's too good. sexist. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> add more, yeah, uh, sexist jokes in. Maybe that'll help his act. Mm, <laughs> but it's good. I actually like this one a decent amount. I thought it was all right, better than the average episode we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah, I agree. This was probably my favorite episode that we've seen so far. Wow, better than yeah. Frankenstein Baby. 
Well, the Frankenstein's mm-hmm. baby was like that was that moment itself amazing. This one had lots of things to it that I appreciated. Okay. That's fair. Um, what is the moment that would have broke the babysitter? Oh, when she walked into that like backstage area and saw that creepy Marilyn Manson <laughs> face mask. Marilyn Manson face mask. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I think, I think um, Mar- Marilyn Monroe. Uh, beautiful people. Yeah. Beautiful people. <laughs> the Marilyn Monroe mask. Uh, mascot mask. Uh, mm-hmm. She would. The the three of them doing surgery and dressing up and doing like the whole thing not gonna face her at all. No. That mask, that she mask just loses yeah. her shit. Disturbing. I think she would have probably lost it when Taggart kind of like just showed up and started judging everything and being yeah. kind of really mean and intense. Yes, yeah. not listening to reason. Um, I think she might, you know, she might have actually taken the place of the robot and uh, tried. Oh, kicked his ass right there. Yeah, just taking him down. It's like I know this family for years. I've handled it all, and you're acting like this is some sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is bad. <laughs> they bathe their child in scalding hot water. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some stuff, man. I've seen some. You've seen half of it. This is this is <laughs> this is the I, yeah the minimum. And I think the breaking point is Herman's joke, <laughs> and it fits over her mouth, and she's been like, "That's it." She just scoots away from the table. She's gonna have breakfast with the monsters. She's like, "Nah, I I can't." I can't yeah. do it. She throws two bucks on the table as tip from Lily, and then <laughs> walks out. That's a restaurant. <laughs> yep. She's like, can't do it. Can't do this anymore. Yeah, not cool, man. Not cool. She'd yeah. love the Abraham Lincoln joke, but that one. Mm, yeah. I might. No. I think that one broke me inside a little bit. Yeah, that Abraham but, Lincoln one. I was like, what? <laughs> I did. I've rounded like three times to try and write it down, and I just. My brain, I was trying to comprehend it at the same time. I just had to stop. It's like, this isn't worth this. It's taking me way too long to try to figure out what he's trying to say. Too, uh, too, too much work. Yeah. Way too much work. It's like a puzzle. I, yeah, yeah. Seriously, that joke was wild. <laughs> yeah. And everyone laughed. It wasn't funny in any <laughs> no. way, but everyone laughed. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah, Abraham Lincoln was still fresh on people's minds a hundred yeah. years later. It wasn't quite, know. yeah. It wasn't. It's was still in the zeitgeist. Yeah, a <laughs> hundred years later. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that man, that was Tin Can Man, and that was one heck of an episode. New director, you could tell. New looks, new takes. I liked it. Keith, so this is an episode that you actually liked. Yeah, so I actually liked it. this. I mean, and it wasn't good. But right. of all the episodes, I'm like, oh, this one's this one's all right. I could see okay. this is like maybe they're starting to feel themselves out. They've got a groove, maybe. Okay. Like okay. here's the Munster's voice. Herman hamming it up and everyone else trying to work around him. That's what it is. They just got confirmed that they're getting the full season run. That's what it yeah. was. That oh, that's right. Yeah. Now they, they can relax. Mm-hmm. Save when they're gold. Yep. <laughs> All right, Keith, what you got going on? Oh, same thing I got every week. I am watching Pro Stars uh, with plenty of my friends. Uh, Terry, you've been on already. Derek, you'll be on a future episode. Uh, That was great, wasn't it? Uh, My other podcast where I continue to refuse to watch anything within the last 30 years. (laughs) TV (laughs) TV peaked in 1992. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's for sure. Absolutely. What about you, Terry? Anything? Uh, you know, just yeah, the normal. Run the rail, check it out if you feel like it. Maybe podcast. Yeah. You know, nice. the classic 
tropes, you know, we do genres, so, and themes, that kind of thing, so, it's fun, but besides that, no, just check out, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah. You know what, Pro Stars, was it great? Hmm, I'll never tell. Oh, I will. (laughs) It's like capital N, capital O. (laughs) No. (laughs) Me? Nothing. Hmm, all right. Has anybody uh, found you? uh, you Oh, hell no. Nobody said. Ah, man. Nobody has claimed that 12 pack yet. But in all fairness, as we record this, only one episode is here. So, (laughs) and that wasn't even the episode with the challenge in it. You're right. We still got some time. (laughs) I'd like to bring Uh, it up. You know, I I don't want to. We could let him see behind the curtain, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Sneaky. You mm-hmm. sneaky. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. If I had to buy a bunch of 12 packs after this, I'm going to be very disappointed in life. <laughs> I just want to keep reminding the listeners that that's a thing. <laughs> I'll have to bring back that, pull back that offer a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'll buy you a, a, a Swisher Suite. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> pulling it back. All right. Uh, and as we, I guess as we always say. <laughs> Ingenuity. Imagination and, and intelligence simply do not work. That's why I'm taking matters in my own hands. What are the Muster Hunters? The Muster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At how great was that? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.